0: Can't believe that you haven't seen it love it so much you really got a stream it. let me tell you
1: Hey, hey hey welcome to another episode of movies we missed i am your host brandon greenhouse and i have my lovely co-host jane jocelyn hammer here with me and uh We're we're happy to have y'all here with us. Before we get into the episode, I do want to say that if anybody is interested in keeping tabs on what's going on in our lives, uh, Jane obviously still has her 24-hour camera set up, so you can see... All of the disasters as they unfold. Bathroom um,
0: only. <laughs>
1: bathroom only. That's right. Um, I spent we, a lot of time
0: in there. So. And
1: that's our stance, and we're gonna we're gonna stick by it. Um, we're mm-hmm. here for family values. Um, but also, you can find us on Instagram or on Facebook at movies we missed, and you can also find us tweet tweet tweeting away over on Twitter at m w m chat. That's just how we get down. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it over to Jane really quick. See how she's doing today. She's wearing a very um, summery vibe, I see. She's really enjoying it. That face is a bee for the gods, mama.
0: It's not, I'm wearing zero makeup. <laughs> um, okay. And and I think you know. <laughs> but I don't see even a skin tint on you or a blush or a bronzer. Um, that's because it's or... blended
1: so well. I'm wearing, okay. I always, I only wear Fenty these days okay. um so yeah I'm wearing a really really great like Fenty foundation okay uh, I'm wearing a new Fenty spritzer that they put out I put that on at the what's end what's a Fenty it's just spritzer
0: a... tell me right now what a Fenty spritzer is
1: it's what for a lot of people a finisher
0: like a finishing <laughs> powder is but for me a finishing I... powder
1: yeah, like a setting powder. Like I mean like powder. a loose
0: setting powder?
1: I mean what I said. Um, okay. So I use the, fin- but I use my spritzer because it leaves me with like a dewy sheen. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who works for like, with like the big stars. Like Jennifer okay, Jolie, Lee, Taya okay. Leone, Kira mm-hmm. Cedric. And I was like, what are the girls, what are the dolls, the Hollywood dolls doing? Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I would not know. Um, but the middle-aged women that I work with who were um, really famous uh, in the 90s, they're all using this spritzer. And so okay. I was like like
0: if and it's this good is enough for mary Rihanna. louise parker
1: it's good enough for me you know what i mean <laughs> very that, that that's the moment so
0: okay hey
1: you know what i'm saying and, if cc pounder's doing it if cch pounder's doing it my bad how then I'm, dare i'll do you?
0: it yeah i forgot
1: i know i wonder i just imagine like her like you like her coming in for like like a reading it's not being like cc <laughs> oh my god and she's like no and She's like no don't there you is dare an h we're to h
0: And then it's like the performance of a lifetime, and you're like, hired.
1: Tremble, and you're like, hired. (laughs) And like, if you guys forget the age on that fucking call sheet, lots of help. Oh my God.
0: Let alone the graphics and the credits, you know?
1: Absolutely. So good to see you, Jane.
0: So good to see you. And you are are enjoying this weather? i am well you know i yeah it's great i do have to work all day so it's like i don't get to like you know it, it, we record on tuesdays so it's like it is 80 degrees and i get to have all my windows open and like sometimes i get to step outside on my porch and like on yell at the kids you know. in the
1: neighborhood that kind of thing
0: <laughs> what did you say
1: i said yell at the kids in the neighborhood and yeah when they're being the loud.
0: Porch um nice. no i've never yelled at a child that's not true i'm sure that's I'd not true. i know that's my not true. niece and nephew several times and just strangers um,
1: children probably do
0: <laughs> i would never unless they were being inappropriate um But yeah, it's really nice. It's like 80 degrees. And this is like Mm -hmm. the sweet spot because Chicago is going to get unbearable. This is the problem is that we only have like two weeks of nice weather in Chicago.
1: And it's honestly not really that nice. It's kind of already like it's It's dank. So it's like just lean into it. But I think for me, the trouble is it's like today was one of those days I was like, I always am tentative with dress because I'm like, uh, I'm famously conservative, staunchly so. Um, But no, I'm always (laughs) tentative with dress because I'm scared that they're going to get me. That I'm gonna leave the house and I'm gonna think that it's a moment that it isn't and that right. they're gonna they're gonna catch me because when I leave the house I'm gone for hours so you, I, and by
0: they you mean like the cold fronts
1: yeah absolutely okay mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah so when I left this morning I put on um I had on my sweatpants and I had on like uh like a sweatshirt It was a cute little moment but like you know I a was a streetwear
0: moment yeah, yeah you know yeah, because um, it's really humid is the thing today. It's
1: really humid and it's already dank. And when I got on the bus, the AC wasn't working on the bus, apparently. And no, so and I hop right off. Rob Thomas I... said years ago, it's mm. a hot one.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> like so, seven inches from the midday sun. Oh, I hear you whispering the words
1: <laughs> um, that melt in your mouth, I think is the next lyric. Uh, mm, that's as far so, as I'm willing so to go. So soft
0: and so smooth
1: absolutely he also i believe uses the words my spanish harlem mona lisa yeah Uh, it's
0: not great
1: (laughs) yeah it's not it's not that it's not really that moment but i guess carlos allowed it to happen um (laughs) so yeah so i was at i got on the bus and i'm I'm always a person who runs hot and i'm always sweating so i Mm -hmm. got on the bus and i but it was worse than like i was trying so hard to be like a person of decorum like I was like, I pulled out my little like <laughs> tissue that I had in my bag. I oh, was your, like, let me just let me blot my forehead. forehead like tissue, a genteel Southern belle, and that bad boy. First of all, stuck to my forehead, and <laughs> second of all, my sweatshirt was so drenched in it was like it was so graceless. Like there's something about that moment, and I know that nobody blames you for like being drenched in sweat, but right. you just look slovenly.
0: And I Did was just you not sitting have a there, t-shirt underneath.
1: No, I just had on a, the sweatshirt. Oh, I don't typically wear. Oh, that is
0: your first mistake. You know this city. You gotta layer the fuck up.
1: I know. Ne- oh god, that that sounds like a horror show to me. If I had had a t-shirt on underneath that sweatshirt, it would have been. You,
0: you would have brutal. taken off the sweatshirt and just been in the t-shirt.
1: Oh, and then like yeah, I thought today I was like, I, today I had the moment where I was like, you know what, you need a you're, you need a spare t-shirt in the bag. You're not one of the girls that can just leave the house in some breezy little outfit you know what i mean you're not i can't do that either
0: nothing but a t-shirt on
1: (laughs) because you know what it's going to be like when you get to where you're going so i just sat and i just like i dealt with it i got outside and when we got and i also even though the, the the ac wasn't working i still had like internally i felt like i was like the sweatiest most disgusting person on the on the bus so when i got off as the bus came to the stop and people started getting off i I started hearing these exhales from everyone like as they were getting off the bus like oh and i was like oh i was like okay so it wasn't just me being disgusting but also these people
0: you think it was just you
1: nobody was sweating like i was nobody's shirt had changed colors so (laughs) i still was like the king of like you know king of like the halo monsters but it was just like it was one of those moments where i was like oh everybody was sweating they just did it somehow more gracefully than me. Everybody's like is, is that a like sprinkle if, of, like in if, a Sprite commercial, they all just had like a <laughs> sprinkle of like, you know, like right on the forehead. And meanwhile, I can't even see out of my glasses because they're shellacked <laughs> in my sweat, all the, the sweat that hasn't made it into my freaking eyeballs. You do, so you are famous. You
0: do run hot. Your palms are always sweaty, which I yeah. notice. Like oh, your okay. hands well, are- First of
1: all, that's not true. My palms are not always sweaty. I'm not going to have this slander. <gasps> Dave's palms are always sweaty. Okay. Oh, uh, he said, "Why do I got to brought into this?" My yeah, point is that Dave's it. palm, Dave's Dave's palms are way sweatier than mine. That's just my I, I, point.
0: I, 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 they could be. I don't know. I've never held Dave's hands. I don't think. But well, you're you not going to be and holding
1: mine anymore either. Not if not if I know what it's at the have, end of it, and it's slander for the podcast. On, apparently,
0: on many occasions, held hands for various reasons. It's and mostly just, because of you and your womanly needs. Cause I'm so, because I'm so, what, are you saying that your palms are so sweaty is because I'm so hot and cool you get nervous? Um.
1: Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay.
0: Great. Um, I love that. You make me ner-
1: That is true. The choices that you make do make me nervous. I stand by
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound quite as good as sort of what I was leading you into. Right. So
1: Good. Okay. Then I did what I needed to do.
0: Anyways, it's very hot. I'm wearing a very light dress. It feels nice. We did turn our AC on. It's like we on. both know
1: it's not very hot, though. We both know that this it's is... It's just humid. It's humid, and it's also, like, it's going to get so...
0: Much- the thing that I think I get like annoyed about is like people in Chicago pretend that this is nice weather. <laughs> like, yeah, it's
1: it's actually that's the thing. It's a nice. thing because it's the thing that I've been waiting for for so long, and I've been so yeah. annoyed by like the rain, and i been like, where's the sunshine? And not Wanting
0: to be cold, and like, it's like not I'm wanting ready to be cold is a is a big emotion for me. If but it could like, drop
1: to fifty degrees at night for me, that'd be yeah, great. Then I would be down. Then I'd be down. I'd, be, down.
0: I'd um, be even happy with sixty. But, you know, this is this is this is the tough thing about living in this city is like, I feel like people gaslight you into thinking the summer's weather is really great. And it's like, no, it's actually like really unpleasant in the, in a very different way from the winter weather. Like the weather in this city just isn't great. You know, no. you know great weather. You're going to have to go to like San Francisco, you know?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, have fun with the earthquakes.
0: Have fun with what?
1: I said have fun with the earthquakes while you're there.
0: What? There's- it's a trade-off. That's my it's point. It's a trade-off.
1: It's a trade-off, you know. And then they deal with the wildfires too. So it's like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it is, you know. And so we we deal with this, um, and we're
0: tornado adjacent. As we when we were together a couple weeks ago, there was a tornado. Yeah, warning. there
1: was a watch, but you know, hope against hope. You know, yep. we come on we the other it. side of this. Um, we're here. Yeah, and we're in Chicago, which we tend to do okay when it comes to those, but these last couple of years we, we just it's holding breath is what it is
0: yeah everyone should vote for like climate change stuff i don't really it's like we should for really just get going stuff? on that uh, we'll just yeah, like Jane, you know, just like taking care of that what i mean is vote for people who seem to know what they're talking about when it comes to that because it's like there's only so much i can do which is like yeah reduce plastic but it's like i feel like you was the woman
1: should- who cowered and ran away from an offer to run for alderwoman. When I told you that I would back you, (laughs) and I was in the middle of creating a hammerocracy, and you famously shied away from it,
0: and it's like, do you think that I have the political savvy to run for office? Look me in the eye and tell me you think I have the political savvy to run for office.
1: I think you have the political savvy to run for office.
0: This is such a lie. Wow it it happens. It's so easy for you to look me in the eye. Do
1: you have a pantsuit? <laughs> if you one have a pantsuit,
0: one could be procured, but I don't I think it takes more. First I think all, you,
1: I think a pantsuit, I, I like from the neck up right now, you're selling politician.
0: <laughs> Why? Because I
1: look tired. You look and no, you look like <laughs> intelligent. You look like a person who isn't um, distracted by baubles and, and you know, shiny things. And I think that that isn't, I think that could get you into the office and I would love fir- to see you moving and shaking with like the sh- with Chicago elite, you know,
0: at first I thought you were trying to flatter me into running for office. And it sort of seemed like it turned into you telling me that, I look like I don't spend a lot of money on myself. So I'd be a good sell as a political candidate.
1: You look like you've got your eyes on the prize is what you look like. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of someone who looks really expensive and good and amazing, Mary J. Blige. Brandon sent me a music video of Mary J. Blige today. It came out in 2021. Um,
1: Oh God, I'm late as hell. Why am I late on everything?
0: What I had do you no mean? idea
1: that I had no idea it came out. I thought I'd like just dropped. I was like, this is a hot one.
0: <laughs> this is also another is like, like continuation oh of a conversation we had this weekend about how <laughs> Brandon is not I keeping up with my the kids on what's musically. Happening. But that's okay. Adult. I barely have my finger on the pulse. But I will say this music video, Mary J. Budge, felt like a personal attack to me. That woman is 51 and she looks I did looks not know she was 51. She looks amazing. Incredible. I mean, in this, I mean, of course, there's lighting, there's hair, there's makeup, there's filters, but you can't yeah. fake this shit. She looks incredible and it doesn't look like she's had like a bunch of surgery or anything like that. She is just like glowing, and not that and there's I-
1: anything wrong with you know a queen going no. out there and getting a little or a king or whatever or just yeah. Jane's <laughs> case. I'm um, going out there and getting a little you know nip tuck. Yeah, a little something something looked at. Look, um, everyone
0: should have, have
1: Jane. Look, okay, me and Jane don't don't claim to be people that know a lot about plastic. One of us knows a lot about plastic surgery, but. um, one of us is aging gracefully and naturally and uh you know you'd love to see it
0: uh, so you think you let me just you think that i've gone out and gotten a ton of plastic surgery was that the implication no
1: i actually was i was revealing something about myself on the podcast
0: oh you've gotten a lot of plastic surgery <sighs> yeah why do you still I, look like that then i <laughs>
1: Why do I look the same as I did when you met me nearly 15 years ago? <laughs> I know. Um that's what I'm getting at. because uh, <laughs> she didn't get a brain transplant. <laughs> um yeah, no, I have I have a team um that I work with on occasion. Oh. Um a couple years ago. I was feeling a little down and out. I was like, I want to get a mommy makeover. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> You're I was, not a
0: mommy. <laughs> I was
1: exhausted. Don't.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: I was um You have two was, cats. I was exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. The kids were, were running rampant between Little League, you know, mm. me trying to make it to Pinochle on the weekends. It was <laughs> a lot. You know, there's clothes always need to be washed. My hair's always in this messy bun top knot. I'm always in sweat. P- it's like, ugh. so Is Pinochle I went to- a card game? It is. Okay. And uh, I went to the, the plastic surgeon and I just, you know, I was like, just give me the whole enchilada. And... uh I got back to me <laughs> and so that's why really... you disappeared
0: for six months
1: yeah yeah that had a lot to do with it there was some other stuff going on with the cartel but um the point is I'm back I <laughs> I did what they asked me to do I El ended Chapo, I quote unquote, ended right? a life Um okay. it was that was their price and uh but I'm back to making podcasts with you now baby girl uh and you know they're they're gonna leave me alone for now. They've said. You know I think one okay. I think when he said it, the the Don who was in charge. I think when he said it, his fingers may have been crossed behind his back. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that the no take backsies rule applies just like it did were children. Uh, so well,
0: you know what, Bran? It sounds like your life is a movie. And <laughs> speaking of movies,
1: we're gonna uh, well, you know if you. If you, huh? I don't know if you would have because mm-hmm. you didn't even let me give a speech to your wedding. So maybe I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say you would have made me the best man, but I probably would have been Patrick because he was the one allowed to um, talk. So um, I can't make that connection. Anyway, um, this week we we watched The Best Man. Um, we
0: did.
1: It is a very famous movie. Um, mm-hmm. Although I will say uh, from 1999, 23 years old. I remember seeing this one in theaters. Um, but it's a beloved movie uh it is a part of the black cinematic like experience you know and it took place during that period that was sort of known as the black renaissance where like there was so much great like black filmmaking happening and a lot of black creatives in the driver's seat in the writers rooms uh, behind the camera um and this is just a movie that's like beloved and jane hadn't seen it before which is really exciting for me Uh,
0: Well, actually, while watching this movie, I realized that I did see it. Oh, I saw it twenty-three years ago when it first came out. Oh, you saw it like when
1: it first came out? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't—I didn't remember any of it. I didn't remember the story. I had like snapshots in my in my like in my brain from this movie, but I didn't remember the story at all. I just uh, the the main thing that I remember from this is that bathtub scene with Sonali then and um, oh yeah Tintarcs. that was in
1: the that, that was in the trailer as well too that was like, like was a... was it okay. yeah it was like a saucy moment I will ask yeah. do you think that you didn't remember because it was a story about black people
0: yeah of course oh <laughs> sorry wait let me rethink hold on I um, think your
1: I think your mouth spoke the truth no, 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 a few no, seconds no, ago no, actually no
0: no 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 um, no I think just you know what? Let's just do the synopsis.
1: Oh, okay. She just wanna talk about it. Cool. I'm gonna dive, I'm gonna dive into the synopsis and uh let me let's you know, here we go. Harper is an up and coming Chicago-based writer. He recently completed his debut novel entitled Unfinished Business, and Oprah is counting it among her favorite things. That's right. Miss Winfrey has made it her book club's pick of the month. So Harper is about to be very busy. And that's not all our boy has to celebrate. He also has an amazing girlfriend named Robin. Though she's a bit flighty when it comes to her career, she's all in on the relationship. Though Harper seems to have a bit of a trouble committing. But nevertheless, the relationship seems to be moving in the right direction as Harper heads to New York to meet up with his college friends for a wedding. Two of his besties are finally tying the knot. The sweet and lovable Mia and Playboy turned faithful partner Lance. It's all really sweet. Harper actually introduced them when they were back in college and they've been together ever since. Lance is now a professional football player and Mia can't wait to marry him and start a family. They both love Harper so much they've asked him to be the best man. Those aren't the only friends in this college clip though. There's 'er ne'er-do-well-tell-it-like-it-is-Lothario Quentin. If it's not in a skirt, he's not interested. Then there's the sweet and at times impressionable Julian. He's dating the manipulative and pushy Shelby who has him wrapped around her little finger, for now at least. Perhaps Quentin constantly imploring him to break up with her will result in a new attitude. Last but not least, there's Jordan, the high-powered single career woman who stole Harper's heart many years ago. They were good friends in college but never got the relationship off the ground, unfortunately always had sparks, they just never resulted in a fire, if you get what I mean. Well, uh, they came close to a carnal connection one time in college, but that was many years ago. Besides, that's a secret between friends. Though, not for long, because that's actually what Harper's book is all about. His group of friends and the things that happened behind closed doors all those years ago, the skeletons carefully stored away beneath Rubbermaid bins in dorm room closets, Forever to remain hidden. Well, don't worry. There won't be any drama this weekend. The book hasn't even been released yet. So all the extracurricular entanglements will remain safely put away in the collegiate closet. Oh, wait. Our ever-resourceful career girl, Jordan, has managed to get her hands on an advanced copy, and it's making its way around the friend group. Well, it's okay, though. Harper cleverly changed the names to avoid anyone uncovering what really happened all those years ago. According to the book, Jordan is Kendall, Mia is Casey, Brian is Lance, and Harper is Jackson. All is well until Jordan pieces it together, and we soon find out that it wasn't Jordan and Harper who had the tryst at the center of this novel. It was Harper and our bride-to-be, Mia, who slept together all those years ago gives a new meaning to Harper's (laughs) Bazaar. Guess Harper's clever plot device wasn't as indecipherable as he'd hoped. It's okay though, Lance hasn't even read the book, so he has no idea his best friend slash best man slept with his soon to be wife years earlier. That is until he gets tired of hearing everyone whispering about how wonderful the book is and decides to join in on the fun. Let's see if our groom can make it down the aisle before he finishes this page turner. The thing is, it's one of those books you simply can't put down. So it's not so much a question of if Lance finds out what happens, but when. As long as it doesn't happen the night before his wedding to Mia, all will be well. Hmm. Guess we will just have to wait and see. It's looking more and more like our best man made the worst decision.
0: Wow. First of all, you were giving us straight up Keith Morrison in that. Oh, you liked it? I loved it. I absolutely Oh, absolutely loved,
1: loved it. it. Delilah McCuskey. Why, <laughs> mother? Bludger well <laughs> we'll let you decide we'll let you decide as we find our way to peoria the sweetest <laughs> little town right outside of chicago nothing going on here just lots of fringe fun and frivolity and fires <laughs> hmm. <Dude in. laughs> oh i um, love keith morrison i'm kind of obsessed I love with it keith. am He's, i president keith we, morrison's Club?
0: i think, I I think you and bill Hader. We, i think we talked about this oh that's true last no you're right podcast. bill hater bill
1: Hader would probably his ears are probably ringing right now yeah i'm like not on my watch baby but i would love to maybe be like co-head um mm-hmm. i think that there's something to be said i am a keith morrison stan and like oh my god like if i Me can have big? like dinner with keith morrison wowza <laughs> You know what I a think we'd show have
0: a fun. like? Wouldn't that be a great <laughs> reality show? Dinner with Keith, and it's just like him just having Keith dinner with
1: like different people,
0: with different people, and you get to ask him whatever you want. Sometimes it's oh celebrities, sometimes it's just people who really like him. I think that'd be a great show idea.
1: Someone tells me the celebrity episodes would do a bit better in the ratings, but I think I, so too. <laughs> I would, but I think I agree with you. I think we should get some regular people in there to talk to you more. I
0: better. think. <laughs> we should give the regular Joe a chance. Do you
1: think that Keith Morrison talks like that to his wife? Do you think he's ever, like, she comes home and she's like, hey, Keith, like, oh, busy day. And he's like, busy day around here, too! Just with the dishwasher! Cat poop on the floor. I'm cleaning it up. And she's like, enough! Enough. (laughs) Just just fucking clean it up, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I know one of your fucking fans, Keith! (laughs) She storms out of the room. You know, by the way, that you know who he is the stepfather of no matthew perry what yes keith morrison is married to matthew perry's mother isn't that wild oh my
0: god how random is that crazy isn't that so random how old is keith morrison
1: i don't know probably 70s right
0: i I mean he must be i would imagine 70s 74 74 yep he's married
1: his spouse is suzanne perry baby
0: wow is suzanne perry a famous person
1: I don't think so. Um, I think she's lived her life mostly. Although it's like, how did Suzanne Perry... Oh, ex-model reporting journalist, ex-press secretary for the Canadian... I'm going to guess prime minister. Hold on, is Matthew Perry... Prime minister.
0: Is is Matthew Perry Canadian? What are you talking about, Jane? Okay. (laughs) Is he, though?
1: Um... No, he was actually born in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Oh, <laughs> but it does say Matthew Langford Perry is a Canadian American actor. So,
0: wow, I mean, I guess probably given probably his on his dad's side, he's American, on his mom's side, he's Canadian. But I didn't know he was a Massachusetts boy. I <laughs> didn't know either. To him. Right? Hey, somebody's been hanging out in Beantown, huh? <laughs> we meet children, <you> <laughs> well, Sassy. I don't know where Williams, Massachusetts is, but I don't think it's anywhere near Boston. It's probably near um, Lexington. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Is there a place called? Anyways, I want to talk about this movie because I fucking loved this movie. And when I went into this movie, because the way that you said it at the end of the last episode, because we the last episode was the wedding day, which was like a like crappy but like fun romantic comedy, I was like, okay, this is gonna be some vibes so different this is like what the wedding date wanted to be but couldn't even become couldn't even come close like just in terms of like how well defined these characters were and how justified all of their actions were based on like who we know them to be as characters like this was such a good boomy in a way that i was like did not expect
1: well, oh, that makes me happy. I'm happy you enjoyed it. It's like it's a it's a lot. I knew you would like it. It's a it's one that I've been wanting to for us to to talk about on the show because it is mm-hmm. such a great film. And like we do like watching like turds on here, but we also like watching just like good films do. too. We make- and I thought it would be fun too because we were doing a wedding movie last week. So I was like, totally. What's like, I'll do like, and I also thought it'd be fun and just a different sort of vibe as far as like 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 a black romantic wedding comedy. I thought would be like yes. a really fun. Um, thing for us. And I just love this movie. And it's got such a great cast. I actually, while watching I thought, is this, like, one of the most beautiful casts of, like, a movie? Like, I,
0: literally, everyone well, is first, gorgeous. My first note is like, how this is the most attractive and impressive group of college friends I've ever seen. Like, zero duds. Everyone is good looking and, like, has an interesting like, story or life or job. And I'm like, I know a lot of groups of friends, college friends, who do not. have Well, all
1: I also—it's like who's the booker? because there usually is like, you oh, know, that's what I'm that saying. one. Like if you're ever out at like a bar or something, which I, I guess years ago was. And you, like, (laughs) run into a group of friends. You're often, like, where's And they're, like, oh, our friend, like, you know, Kay's in the bathroom. It's, like, Katie's going to be the stinker. And she shows up and, like, throws up on your shoes. And you're, like, (laughs) ding, ding, (laughs) ding. Caught it. Um, I guess she's the
0: one you got to apologize for all the time. No, but I think. And
1: that's you for me. Um, But let's get back (laughs) Um, to the movie. Wow. Uh, No, I just apologize for how beautiful you are sometimes. And I usually warn people before you walk up. I say, she's married. Yeah. So everybody and, here and She's
0: married and striking, trying not to stare at her too hard. And and I appreciate that because my life is difficult. I get on the train, I get on the bus, like I go outside, and people just gape at me. You know. And you've
1: literally heard I've heard men chant Auga as Jane walked by before. Well, um, of
0: course.
1: <laughs> it comes but you know, we right? gotta stay off cartoon row, and I think we'll be okay. Fucking <laughs> little cartoon dudes. row. <laughs> I like, to, um, I like to play around with my comedy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. No, this group of friends is, like, everybody's super impressive. And everybody's, like, in their own lane. But, like, they're all, they, like, clearly, like, make, like, a group of people that you're just, like, oh, this would be exhausting to be friends with this group. You'd be, because, it's like, like, I'd be the, like, I would you, like, never I'd be the one feel always, good always. <laughs> no, you're always, like, coming in with your, like, struggles. And they're, like, like right. oh, yeah, my book's has got to be on Oprah. You know, I'm a high-powered <laughs> journalist. Like, I'm a professor, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get through this month.
0: Yeah, like, I'm working part-time right now, and I'm just trying to get more hours. And, like, yeah, no, rent doesn't pay itself, so <laughs> there's some side hustles happening. Could you float and, me a
1: couple Gs just until I yeah. can make sense of what's going on? Oof, you know my policy on giving money to friends. So, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, you've
0: so much... So Just give me money. your jacket and I'll sell it. Did <laughs> like, you think that that
1: first, did you think that that first scene What like that didn't Dave, they thought it looked like Chicago. I thought it looked like New York. But it was Chicago.
0: It was Chicago. That walk up. Yeah. It was absolutely Chicago. Okay.
1: I don't think well, it looked I don't like...
0: know where it was shot, but the apartment looked like a Chicago apartment. Oh, it, it didn't was, look
1: like it to me, but I guess I was wrong.
0: It looks like one of those apartments that were like, you know, like outside, like on the like outskirts of like Wrigleyville. It's like those brownstones that have those bay windows that are so beautiful. Like I, when he walked into his apartment, I was like, oh, this is a classic like I like Chicago apartment that like now is like entirely unaffordable but like when i first moved here i remember my friend adam lived in like a really nice place like that and it was like yeah his rent was like a thousand dollars a month and i was like wow oh, cool. yeah but now it's entirely unaffordable um unless well, i
1: guess i think i was kind of perplexed because i was also like did they film one scene in chicago and then film the rest of this movie in new york
0: I'm sure they filmed it all in the same place, but it did look like a Chicago apartment to me.
1: yeah. So maybe they, yeah, I I don't know. And I'd have to look into it, but it was interesting. And then, like, all of a sudden we were in New York. It's also funny, too, because, like, the journey from Chicago to New York visually isn't one that's like, wow. So it was like, (gasps) you know.
0: Well, also it was like, I thought when we first started, I was like, oh, shit, we're getting a Chicago movie. Like, I love when we get a Chicago movie. And then it was like, one scene and then we're in new york which is fine whatever but um yeah i don't i i I didn't look into where it was filmed i didn't like see that anywhere
1: i actually didn't look into it either i kind of assumed that even if it was chicago that it was filmed in new york probably um, just cause it was like, if this is the only moment we have in Chicago, I, I don't know, like, yeah. how that, I don't know how you can make sense of that decision from like a money standpoint. I know. It's like, no, we gotta do it. We're going to get the crew there and then we're going to move everybody to, it's like that For one scene. one, one fucking
0: scene. scene? <laughs> um, so
1: yeah, but, uh, that scene and then also like the sort of like the setup of this relationship, which I thought that scene was so funny when it's like, it's always like so awkward when like a person is like. When when you feel the person in a movie like trying to like, trying to like I don't assert their place and like trying yeah. to like claim a level of like intimacy or familiarity in terms of like a relationship and it's like we see Robin played by Sanale then like early in this movie like trying to like get him to commit in the way that she wants him to commit mm-hmm. and you know and it's also like obviously we find out fairly early in the movie Harper is played by Tay Diggs Jordan is played by Neil Long who's just was like so freaking gorgeous. It is just
0: she's everybody's like, gorgeous,
1: I, but nia Long everybody's is everybody's like, gorgeous,
0: but she has like she has something about her. Like not only is she beautiful, but she's also got like very much like girl next door vibes where it's like she would be your best friend and also the most beautiful person you've ever seen. And like there are people sometimes those people are like different you know what i mean but she's got like this like very like approachable friendly smile she's got this like aura about her that's like i can joke and laugh with all of you guys but like catch me in a moment and you will think i'm like an absolute like model walking down the street oh
1: for sure and she's got that smile too and like
0: I, yeah she's I, just that's, like
1: that's like one of her gifts. she and she i mean she's made a career playing those types of characters too like mm-hmm the girl who, like, is disarmingly, like, beautiful, but, like, has this sort but of relatable. quality about... Her. What'd you say?
0: But relatable. Like, yeah, she's but just, relatable.
1: Yeah. She manages to be relatable. And, like, you always get the feeling from her that it's, like, she's a person who, like, you could, like, for sure fall in love with. And also, like, she's, like, that thing that you, that, like, girls try to be of, like, Oh, oh my yeah, God. <laughs> I don't know. I just hang out with the guys. I, I don't know. I don't have any <laughs> female friends. I hang out with the guys. I wear football jerseys. <laughs> I I like that. That's my vibe. I
0: love going to the game. Like, that's just how I am. And, like, I'm really, like, effortlessly, like, beautiful. And so, like, I'll just, like, throw on a jersey and, like, a pair of, like, leggings and, like, hit the game with the guys and, like, chug beers. But, like... I'm not gonna gain any weight because I'm perfect. And then, like y- you know, if another girl tries to come around, I'm just like if she like pulls out a compact or like puts on lipstick, I'm like, oh, okay, what is this? The Met Gala, you know?
1: And I don't even know what that is because, like, you know, if it's not if it's if it's not about the Mets, the team, then I don't know right. about it. And if I mm-hmm. if you hear me talking about nails, and it's because I'm picking some up from Home Depot, bruh, like <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Pass the hoagie. <laughs>
0: Anybody want to get a pizza? It's not going to give me diarrhea.
1: Uh, I'm not dumping a Uh So it's very that. Um, and so, but she gives that energy off of like the super personable girl. And we could quickly realize she's that girl in this group of boys.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: she's the girl Which from college. I did mm-hmm.
0: I did think it was an interesting choice to have her be the only woman among these like dudes.
1: Well, I mean, Mia also is was a was a part of that group in that way, but we don't really, we but don't really only explore. because
0: she's connected to Lance. I mean, she was friends with Harper and is friends with Harper, and that's how she met Lance. And but that's there's how no relationship time
1: really put started. into like ex, like explaining a relationship between like a Mia and a Quentin or. Um, or Mia and Julian. Like it doesn't seem like right. it seems like she's sort of operated within the group. Although there's a familiarity clearly between the Mia character. Mia's played by um the actress Monica Calhoun. There's obviously mm-hmm. like uh like a like a connection between her and like Jordan, but like still it's like we're not really like mining the relationship between her and this group outside of whatever, you know, her her relationship with Harper and obviously like her engagement to Lance. So mm-hmm. it is like it's interesting in that way. But like, I mean. I would be like, we find out later in the movie, obviously, that like Robin has no idea. She knows that Jordan is sort of like occupies this very specific place in like the heart of like um, in the heart of Harper. But she doesn't like you. She doesn't know. She's never seen her before, which is like, Robin wow, being take me the back current... to 1999.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: that's what's Rob... even like feasible.
0: Yeah, Wait, what do you mean? Oh, that, like, like you wouldn't
1: know what that your you like, boyfriend, this, this woman who, like, has occupied this very special place and, like, you know, even if it was, like, 10 years ago, I mean, in terms of this movie, they said ninety, So, like, a- almost a decade ago. This was 99, and when they did sort of the flashbacks, mm-hmm. I caught a couple of... Um, when they, they worked in the newsroom in college, and I saw one of the headlines said 1990. So I think they're going for, like, about a decade. Yeah. So, I mean, but this person who, you know, I'm sure she's heard... Harper talk about and, like, you know, speak of lovingly. So it's like...
0: Um, well, and also she shows up in the book as Kendall. Yes. Um, and just so you guys know, we're talking about Robin, who is played by Sanaa Lathan, who is um, Harper, Taye Diggs' current girlfriend. There's a lot of characters and a lot of names, so I just want to make sure we're not, no,
1: you're, like... No, you're <laughs> absolutely right. She uh, Like, she's not in the group. She's back in Chicago. She's the person who um, Taye Diggs is in a relationship with. She knows about, like, the rela- She. Knows about the group, obviously, like, and through his book, she's gotten a little bit of a sense of the relationships and like what transpired when Harper, her boyfriend, was back in college. But like, it's sort of from, you know, she's she's definitely and you feel it throughout the movie. She is she occupies that space of outsider to this mm-hmm. group, which Shelby does too, arguably as well, who plays Harold Perigno, um Shelby uh, Monica D'Souza plays his um, girlfriend in the movie, and she also occupies a space similar, I think, in a way.
0: Yeah, well, I think she actually has... By the
1: way, I'm sorry, apologies. Melissa D'Souza.
0: Okay. I I think she actually occupies even, like, a smaller space within the group, although Mm -hmm. she knows everybody. But the difference is that, like, nobody likes Shelly. Yes. (laughs) Which is Julian's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't, you find out pretty quickly and throughout the movie, like why you don't like Shelby. She's, um, manipulative. She makes Julian do whatever she wants. Like there's a scene like in the beginning of the movie when they're all, all meeting up in New York at the bar. And she's like, um, Julian, are you going to take me to Saks to buy a dress? And Julian was like, um, I, all of my boys are in town. Like we're supposed to hang out. And she like throws, she's like, (laughs) uh, you're going to see them tomorrow. Like, why can't you drive me to Saks right now? And he's like, uh, because like everybody's in town, this is like the weekend we've been waiting for or whatever. And she goes, oh, I see it's gang up on Shelby day. (laughs) I was like, bitch, shut up. Like, get out of here. Also, why
1: are you here? Because it's like, she shows up like out. It's not like she was here and like, they were all meeting and then the and it's breaking up. It's like she literally just pops up and she's like, hey, let's get out of here and don't forget your credit card.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, like, honestly,
1: if he had just given her his credit card, that probably would have sufficed. I'm sure.
0: No, her. she wants to control him. Well, she, she wants, wants to- the
1: optics of her being able to show up and like, you know, I'm the one who said I set the I set the temperature.
0: And apparently those two have been together for seven years and I can't figure out why. And that is the one relationship in this movie that like doesn't feel nuanced enough. And like, again, there's so many characters no, in this sure. movie. It's like hard to be able to spend time within a two hour movie on like, you know, something every like that. Every character, because-
1: every relationship.
0: Because we actually do get to know Julian, her boyfriend, pretty well within the context of this group. And, like, sort of, like, he seems like the perpetually, like, kind, thoughtful friend who can't really keep a secret, but also doesn't really know... Um, how to stand up for himself. And that comes out in his relationship with Shelby, uh, Shelby a ton. But then later he ends up meeting, and Shelby always wants him to find a new job and is like, he, I guess he works with like troubled youth. We don't know. He works really with out, troubled youth, yeah. Yeah. But like, has all these like six figure offers from like, I think he went to law. He's he yes. ha- went to law school, but hasn't taken the bar yet. Yes. And he's like, I don't know if I really want to do that. Like, this means something to me. And she's like, Get a job and pay for my sex, like account or whatever. And it's like, why? What's going on? Why are you spending so much time with her? Like, she's fundamentally unlikable. Yeah,
1: and it's like I also you don't really see the love in the relationship. And I know that these relationships for sure exist too, where it's like friends look on and they can see how, like, toxic a person is. And, like, they can also see the hold that, like, a person has on, like, their friend. But it's, like, it's just, like, it's so troubling and it's so frustrating. But it feels like, yeah, this is true to life and this does occur where you're just, like, oh, my God. Like, make it make sense. Like, you're such a wonderful person. And it's, like, it's also those people also do such a good job of, like, isolating and like sort of like keeping their keeping their partners so close to them that it's like you don't get a lot of time to get perspective
0: totally and you can see Shelby trying to do that and thankfully he ends up like standing up to her towards the end of the movie and like dumps her for like um, Regina Hall who he meets at um, the Bachelor this, this is, is Regina women. Hall's film debut oh I did see that yeah, yeah she which... is so talk about a body that Feels like an, a personal a personal attack on me. Yeah, she it's plays hurt. like a stripper or a sex worker. So really kind, kind of unclear, candy. And I think she, she was just,
1: just an exotic. I got the feeling she was just an exotic dancer.
0: But there was a pimp at that party. Like why?
1: Um, not necessarily. He wasn't. He's not necessarily a pimp. Like, but a he person he I mean, could very, be
0: a, very intense. Like, well, he was just dressed it, like a pimp. It, maybe it
1: could be a person. <laughs> no, no. He could. He could be like a person whose job is just to go with the girls to events to be muscle.
0: That's true. You know what I That's mean, true. or they
1: could, or they could be, they could be exotic dancers like at his nightclub, and when they go out to do gigs, maybe he's gone with them because it's like Lance is like the, the Lance who's played by Morris Chestnut is a very, um, is a very successful football player, professional football player. So it's possible that he went because he was like, oh, he says when they get to the party, he's like, oh, there's some high rollers here, like. So that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah, and also none of the men. I don't think in this movie ever actually put their hands on the women. Um, no,
0: which I really appreciated because I was watching for that. <laughs> because
1: I'm oh, always I'm...
0: like, this movie's this movie is 23 years old. You oh, never for, know. There is for
1: sure some like chauvinist like talk in this movie oh, that was like oh, totally. Oh but God. actually,
0: I really appreciate how the conversation is handled at least for the time that it's in. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a perfect conversation, but I think you're referring to the The guys having
1: like the card game where they're like sitting around. They're having like a poker game. Yeah.
0: To me, this is the best, one of the best scenes in the movie, this conversation between it's Julian, um, Lance, Harper, and, Quentin Quentin. or Q. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the four of them are sitting around and they're playing card games. And it's, I think it's like the first night they're in town, or maybe the second night they're in town or whatever. But Mm -hmm. they're all just kind of getting together. It's the first time it's just the four of them. And I really think of these four as like the core of the group. For sure. And like Mia, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, not Mia. Um, I I I kept doing that in my head. I kept calling because her name is Nia, Nia Long, and there's a character named Mia and but her character's named Jordan. I don't know why. I no, I'm surprised
1: her. that Nia didn't make them change the name of the character Mia. And just like, no, we're not doing this.
0: I don't think. Well, maybe she did have the poll actually in 1990. No, it's an it's
1: an insane use of it. If you do, it that. is because it's, like, okay. it's actually
0: super <laughs> confusing. <laughs> but um, the the four of them are sitting around talking. They're talking about the upcoming nuptials. They're talking about how much ass they used to get in college. They're talking about. Um, it, it's revealed that, um, in an earlier scene, um, Harper reveals to Julian that he like had a moment with, um, Jordan where they almost hooked up, but, um, the record skipped and like stopped them. And, like in
1: college, like there was a moment yeah. in college that they sort of have this. This flashback, too, which flashbacks are employed several times in this film, but it's a moment where, like, they're working on the paper together in college and, like, it al- something almost happens between them. They're kissing and then the, a record, Stevie Wonder record is playing and the record skips right at the moment. And when it skips, they sort of, it pulls them out of the moment and they sort of make the decision ultimately not to cross that line in terms of their friendship.
0: And I, I was like, this would never happen in 2022 because Spotify doesn't skip. So y'all would have been in it. <laughs> but anyways we learn about Lance's view on women which is like fucked up he literally says like my wife is going not gonna have a job after we get married she's going to be raising our kids and be my wife that's gonna be her job and like he also has like some very fucked up views of it. he, he It's also revealed that he's cheated on Mia several times, but he somehow thinks that marriage is going to like, um, end that sort of desire to step out on her. And he says like marriage is a cure to promiscuity and like all this dumb shit. And then also they're all really encouraging, um, Harper to cheat on Robin his current girlfriend with Jordan they're like you all should just like fuck her and I'm like what is the what is the standard here <laughs> like it's a really interesting conversation because I think like everyone has a different view on it Q or Quentin who I, who I Honestly, is my favorite character in this movie because I think he's like the most honest. He's the most and, like,
1: honest. That's the thing the most- is that he's a dick, but like at least he's like he stands in that and like he's not. Yes, and you, he's not a he's not a person that you have to wonder what he's thinking.
0: No, at any given will moment because he's gonna you. tell you. <laughs> And he's the first one to intuit what happens between Mia and Harper. And he knows. I have, oh,
1: I have a question. Okay. I have a question. for I'm sorry. I want you to finish talking about this scene. And then I'll. No, no, no. Album, I'm just but.
0: like, I'm just blabbering. Please go No, ahead.
1: no. I enjoyed what you were saying though. I thought it was. And there was like a really nice moment in this scene too, because it does get really tense. And Dave was a little mm-hmm. surprised by the tension, but although I wasn't.
0: I wasn't either. Um, And
1: I think later in the moment that there's a moment in the scene, the scene's developing and Quentin sort of like at times he can be a bit of a fire starter or just like a, he can be a shit stirrer, but he can also just like, he like, he instigates. He just like, he sort of like, will drop crumbs in a way. And like, there's a moment in this scene where he says, as Lance is sort of going on and on about how he's had all these women and like, now he's going to be faithful. And he, one of the things too, that they do, which is like, it's this silly thing where like, we like valorize purity in this way. And it's also uh, all I could think in my head too, which is really like shitty in my mind that I was thinking this, but I was thinking to myself, like it's so funny. Like he talks about, and it seems clear that like he's cheated multiple times on Mia, but he makes this comment about her purity. And I, and all I could think in that moment was like, I don't think it, I think this whole idea of purity and whatever, I think it's all bullshit. But all I could think was like, if she was pure, then you, then you in effect sullied her by like, having sex with like all of these women and then coming back and having sex with her. So it's like any version, but you know that,
0: but, but that would only be true if Lance didn't think of himself as being pure because Lance is also he has a different standard for himself than he has oh, I, for, for sure. women. You're right. Yeah. And that's
1: a good that you're right. And that's a good point because he sees himself as sort of absolved in a way. And he also, like, he sort of, like, hides behind religion in a way. Like, he doesn't really deal with, like, the reality of, like, what he's done. And he sees himself as, I think, I gather, at some point being, like, I I gather he was already religious. It's something that that they, during one of the flashbacks in college, we see him praying after he, like, cheats on Mia again. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's clear that he's become, it seems like, quote-unquote, born again. And, like, he's really trying to, like, walk the walk in this sort of Christian way. And so it's, like, it's just interesting that like he's that, like he sees himself as sort of being absolved of that sin but like the but like when quentin makes comments to him about like yeah like you don't think all those times you cheated on mia like you don't think you don't think she's ever dipped out on you man and and lant is like oh no 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 and he's like you sure you see, you tell me in all those years like you don't think ever and then he says he says he says, why? And he says, because she hasn't. He says, why? And he says, because what did he say? He says, because, because her pussy is curved to because pussy is
0: Yeah, her like pussy. pussy is like, curved, curved my to dick my or dick, or is what
1: he says. Meaning that, I mean, in effect that he's left some imprint on her. And then <laughs> like in like Quinn keeps going. And then Quinn says, I mean, you couldn't blame her if she did.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and then like there's like this this like thick tension in the air. And then, like, Lance just lunges for him. And it's just, like, one of those moments.
0: And, like, you can't, as, like, while you're watching this, you're, like, A, like, Q is a dick, of course. Because he is not, there is a look on his face where he's almost reveling in like, pulling the thread on for Lance's sure belief system on who mia is Mm -hmm. and like sort of trying to get lance to look under the hood and be like your idealized version of of marriage and purity and virginity simply just does not exist like if you were able to cheat on this woman as much as you have then she's absolutely been able to do the same to you like there's no way that you know Even even if she hadn't done it like there, it doesn't mean that like she couldn't or that, you know, any of that could be true. But and also I think like for me, one of those moments is like I don't like I'm not mad at Q. Like I understand why Lance gets super mad because he's like literally like blowing down his house of cards. But like, guess what? You shouldn't live in a house of fucking cards, Lance. Like women are full people, too. You know?
1: Well, the, yeah, and the idea that her love for like he, him being blinded by it and like him also like I mean, I think a big part of Lance's problem is that he has in some ways and I think in a way, too, it's like he I, he is he idealizes her, but it's almost like he has her in this glass case, like as sort of like this representation yeah. of like a perfect sort of like femininity. So it's like I think that that's a part of the reason why he is able to treat her the way that he is, because she is. It's that thing of women and labor where it's, like, she's expected to, like, to do this emotional labor. She's expected to, like... that. She's expected to... This movie actually does, like, a lot of really... It handles certain things really... It digs into things at a deeper level that I think is really... 100%. Was really good. And, like, I think that, like, it's it forces him to have to, like, contend with the fact that, like... If you're feeling this way, ever if finding out, you know, later in the movie about what happened with her, then like um like multiply that by like a thousand, because mm-hmm. late, at one point in the movie, there's a comment made m- m- in terms of like the whole thing that transpires between, um, between Harper and Mia all those years ago. He like it, it said that in reading the um, there's there's a moment where they're reading from the script and it says something along the lines of like Mia from had the had book a you the book sorry casey the mia character casey had had enough um she was she had done she had dealt with like the um she had dealt with the 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 cheating the paternity paternity test and it's Mm -hmm. like plural so it's like in college like imagine being in college like 19 20 years old and dealing with like paternity tests because your boyfriend who's the football star is like not like potentially knocking women up it's like That's wild, like, to think about having to, like... I
0: can't imagine that, because if that happened to me one time, it would be, sayonara, sweetheart, so... But I understand, and not to judge, like, Mia's position, she obviously... And it's so easy for me to say, because I'm not in that position, and so when you love someone who does something like that to you, it's much more complicated than making it sound, but...
1: But no, but for sure. But I have a question for you. Did you think when, like... What was unclear for me in this movie, and I guess I hadn't really thought about it before, but did you gather in watching this movie that nobody knew other than Mia and Harper about what had happened between Mia and Harper until, until the like book. it popped out or until it, like, you know, in- the shit until is- the book. So did you? So in those moments when they're sitting around the card table, the four, and the camera is sort of moving around between the four
0: of them. at that point, at that point, I know that Q knew. Q had intuited it. Q
1: was. You think that Q Q knew in that moment what had happened between Parker and Mia?
0: Yes, because of the conversation at the bar when he first had, when he first met up with Q after Q's guitar performance. Mm -hmm. And he says, I I can't remember the exact conversation, but they're having this conversation and Harper's or um, Q is like, so I read the book. He's like, that's some wild shit you're bringing up. Like he was like, he says the line like frontal lobe, get the fuck out of here. And, I guess Harper's thing is kissing women on their foreheads, which is like so weird that that's your thing, but he does it to like friends as well as lovers, I guess. I don't know. Although later in the movie, they call it like the panty dropper or whatever. And he intuits that that, I think that what he's saying to him is like, I maybe he doesn't know exactly what went on, but he knows something went on. And he thinks that that part is because in the book, they don't actually have sex, but everyone intuits that they did from what he wrote in the book. And I think it's just the combination of them all knowing each other really well and like their patterns and stuff like that. They're able to figure that out. But I think Q, who is more tuned in to how dishonest everybody is than everybody else. Does that make sense?
1: Well, because that's a thing that worth noting in the book, it doesn't explicitly say that Harper and Harper and Mia, the two characters in the book, um, Jackson and Casey, it does not say that the two of them had sex. It says that there was a night like years earlier when they when they cuddled and when he kisses her on the frontal lobe. which The ear lobe? Is that what that is?
0: No, no, no. no the frontal lobe. No, it's forehead. Uh, yeah, the yeah. frontal
1: lobe. A kiss on the frontal lobe. It's whatever. like
0: a part of your brain, which so I think is like a really like unsexy way to put it. But yeah, okay. it's like very
1: medical. Um, yeah. But there's, but he says, but it says in the book, he kissed her on the frontal lobe. So like, it's not like the book, it's not like in terms of this book, it's not like in the book he says like you know Harper and Casey and then you draw the connections between him saying, you know who case contextual clues who Casey is but like Lance puts the pieces together and and Lance puts the pieces together partly because of that but Lance also puts the pieces together because of the way in which Harper is trying to keep the book away from him,
0: which is his own fucking fault like if yeah. he had never tried and this is actually this poker scene where they're all sitting around um, whose house is it is this is this julian's house no it's got to be no. q's house isn't it or something i think it's q's house it's q's house because the book is there and q has already read the book and mm-hmm. so um harper finds the book on the coffee table and he's trying to take it and he see and lance sees harper trying to take the book so that nobody else can read it and um he, like, Lance snatches it out of Harper's hand. And he's like, uh-uh, I'm reading it first before you take it and get your own copy. And I'm like, you just, you, like, you could have, like, been so much slicker about this, but you just signed your own death warrant. And then also the fact that, like, I don't know. This is my whole thing with Harper. Like, I don't know what the fuck he thought he was doing. The whole Book is based on his friends, on real experiences. Of course, people are gonna have questions. Of course, people are gonna think some shit. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, what what did you think? No, I mean, it's literally called "unfinished business." So, also. The fact that the main character, Jackson, is in love with Kendall, who is a proxy for Jordan and you're a proxy for Jackson. You think your girlfriend isn't going to have any questions, too? Because, of course, Robin is like insecure about meeting Jordan because of who she portrays and how she's portrayed in the book. Like, I I don't know if he's just in his own world or he uh, I don't know what it is, but it was just. Or
1: he thinks that, like, he's done such a good job of like of like coding (laughs) who everybody is to everyone. But, like, also, do and also, to be fair, I'm not sure, how long, do we know how long Harper and Robin have been in a relationship at this point? At the beginning of beginning, Two years.
0: They say two years. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Because it's going to be their two-year anniversary, like, the day before the wedding. I mean, I
1: know the publishing process is a long one, and it's possible that he wrote this book five years ago, and he's been, like, shopping it around, and there wasn't a point where he sort of, like, stopped. But I agree with you that, like, to think that, like, you were going to be able to keep this under wraps, Mm -hmm. um, you know, is like is like an interesting perspective. And so yeah, I mean, obviously showing up and and you know, Jordan having been able to use her connections to get an advanced copy of the book is a little bit like unexpected and like, oh sure. shit. But it's also like yeah, it's just like it's a funny thing. Also, one of the other things that I do want to bring up is like I did laugh at this and Dave Dave brought it up, but I actually remembered this scene and I thought it was really funny as well. So it was funny when Dave brought it up. But, like, when we meet Mia's character, it's like we've met some of the other characters and we've heard about <laughs> Mia. And, like, mm-hmm. the way that they have us meet her is that, like, we go to, like, Lance and Mia's home. And she's which is, like,
0: of, a full 90s mansion fantasy. It's like
1: it's giving you 1990s mansion opulence, baby. Yeah. And, like, they're <laughs> at the top. Like, she's at, she appears at the top of the stairs. And, like, Beautiful Girl, which I think was sung by Eric Benet, is playing...
0: Yeah, this soundtrack, sh- by the way, is so good. The soundtrack
1: is so good, and that yeah. is something that I for sure remember because this I remember.
0: Yeah, I, I when, when you 13, gave me this movie, I, I didn't remember that this movie was this movie. Do You know, what I mean?
1: went. I remember going to see the movie at the mall. I think with my mom, probably because my mom's best friend, and that's who I went to see all my movies with. <laughs> I didn't have friends, um, but I also <laughs> remember afterwards. Well, hey, my best friend always had money. <laughs> Anyway. You
0: have friends. Come on. I, know, I, had, I,
1: I had friends, but like me and my mom went to the, that was what we did. We like went to the movies like together like every weekend. Yeah. And that was like our thing. And I remember being like, it was a whole thing. Like I was like a nerdy kid and I didn't have a lot of friends. And I remember when yeah. I went to like, <laughs> don't you dare. Um, when I, <laughs> when I went to high school and like all of a sudden like I was in high school and like the kids started wanting to hang out with me, like the theater kids. Mm. And I remember the first time I'd never had, like I'd had friends over, but like my mom or like my friend's parents were like in charge of the night. But I remember the first time that like I had gotten cast in the show. I was a sophomore in high school and I got cast in this play. I was the, I was one of two sophomores, two sophomores in it and the upper, like the, the juniors and the seniors who were mostly like in the cast and working the crew and stuff. They had like, they thought it was funny because I made a couple of like jokes, you know, and they like. I remember they called my <laughs> couple
0: of zingers,
1: couple of zingers, and they called my um, my Nokia thirty three sixty. And is it was a thirty three sixty? Is that right?
0: I have no idea. I do not. I'm looking it
1: up. Them. I want to make sure it's right. It's that one. It's the iconic one.
0: It's the iconic one with the faceplate, of course.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I had that switched it out for that wood grain. It's the 3360. I remembered. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, God. I, like, literally, why do I want this phone? I know I don't. But, like, I look at it and I'm like, I gotta make it work.
0: It just, you know, brings back a lot of It brings back men's.
1: And so they called and they were like, hey, can we come pick you up? And, like, I was like, okay. And I remember, like, going into my mom's room and it was so strange because I had, like, never done anything like that before. And I remember walking into my mom's room and being like, hey. And she was like, hey. And I was like, uh, like, there are some kids they want to come like pick me up like to take me out and she was like oh oh yeah yeah of course but it was like the real like <laughs> I remember like it was like she hadn't and she'd never had to be that parent before and I'd never been yeah. the kid who had to be like hey mom and I remember my mom like in that moment like trying to think of a curfew for me because like those weren't things that my mom ever had to think about. And I was like mm. 15, almost 16, probably. And I remember my mom was just That's like, That's so oh. funny. She's like, I guess, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think she came up with a curfew. I think she was just like, just keep me posted. I don't know. And then, like, the next day, I think it was probably like a Saturday or
0: something.
1: And then she was like, let's, I don't know, like two? And then that was my curfew. AM? Yeah.
0: Oh, well, okay. I, I was a bit rebellious, so my parents ch- tried to keep a tighter leash. <laughs>
1: it was two, and then when I got to senior year of high school, I think it changed to like three, and I remember I th- my mom would be like, and I remember what? like me, I would be out, and like, I would be out with like, you know, my my friends, and we, when I tell you we did nothing, I mean we did nothing. I was ex- I was doing exactly what you as a parent would want me to be doing. Well, maybe not exactly, but we were just like, my friends were either, all of my friends always smoke cigarettes. My friends were like smoking cigarettes and I was just sitting in the passenger seat. We would hang out at Starbucks until they closed and they would like literally leave. We're chaining up our furniture. And then we would just drive around to random places. We're always broke and like pulling our I money mean, together we for too, gas and stuff. But yeah. it was like, we didn't do anything anything and my mom would be like what are you doing at night and it's like I wasn't doing anything we're just driving around in a car and I feel like my mom didn't believe me like she was like that's ridiculous like I think in her mind probably like there's no way you're that big of a loser um but it was like (laughs) literally like we scrammed up enough money for like Whataburger at one point I think and then we like split that and then like we went to like a pond and we sat at the pond and we talked about all the big things we're gonna do in the future and then they brought me home and my mom's oh my like, well, God. do it faster, whatever you're doing. But you, like, have we to be home by We scraped together curfew.
0: money for weed and 40s. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> we were, like, we were such goody goodies. Like. Wow. Well, and I didn't think about that until I got to college and I hadn't been exposed to anything. And then everybody's like, here, you want this? You want this? You want this? And I'm like, eh. Um, but, yeah. But I just. Yeah, I right. You say, like,
0: creed you were with arms wide open in college. I know your stories. Shut up.
1: But I but so yeah, so that was basically it. But my point is that after this movie, we were, we saw this movie at the movie theater in the mall. And then I was like, we're going to Virgin Mobile, baby, because they just opened like a Virgin, not Virgin Mobile, but Virgin Records. They just opened like yeah. a Virgin Record store. And I remember going there and like promptly spending my allowance and like getting like the best man soundtrack and playing the shit it's out of it because so it is good. such a, I wanna find a, a I'm sure there's a playlist
0: on Spotify I
1: don't think people talk about this soundtrack as much but this is like a really fucking good it's soundtrack it's so good
0: I that was like one of my main points of this movie it was like this is such a good soundtrack and it had a lot of songs that I would listen to like individually when I was younger but like nothing like I, I, I don't know if like did you I clock
1: who this, the female yeah. vocalist is in the song during the wedding as Mia's walking down the aisle
0: no, who is it?
1: Beyonce. <gasps> it is a it is a pre it is it is Destiny it is a Destiny's child. It is Beyonce still in Destiny's child before they've done the the solo album. So, it's like a beginning of like projects. It's like her and Mark Nelson who is not uh rarely heard from R&B singer. And Literally, Queen B, like a pre-solo Queen B, singing the song.
0: After all is, After said, all is said and, and done. done. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, god!
1: Yeah, I know. And it's actually, you, you kind of almost vocally, she sounds so different. She's so young, but it is a wild moment. And I'll I have to I, listen I, yeah. to
0: it on its own because I didn't clock that at all. That's but it's crazy. just like whoa, like
1: who would have thought it, baby? Uh, isn't and I know, did, like didn't Mark I Nelson. Hear-
0: didn't I hear "Bugaboo" at, in the background at some yep. one point? Okay, I Bugaboo was like, a, "Yeah, Bugaboo I was, was like,
1: um, a moment but, in it," and I was like, Oh I forgot." Is about it on Bugaboo.
0: the soundtrack though? Um, no, no, no. I think it's just do in the you, background of a party scene or something. And I just
1: looked it up. Okay, do you Mark Nelson, who is the male vocalist on the song with Beyonce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he sang this song when I was in high school. You were in high school too. Um, but you were teaching at that point i think. Uh, oh please. Nobody would
0: hire me to be a teacher.
1: I but it was a song. <laughs> I don't know if it was a hit. There's all these songs that were regional hits that i later find out from meeting people in the world. No, that was just some Texas shit. Do you remember the song 15 minutes? No. It was called 15 minutes and the course of this the song was all about like having quick sex with your with your girl.
0: Oh I don't think I know that song. And
1: Mark Nelson sang it. And it was literally, the chorus is all I got is 15 minutes and I want to get up in it. and got no time to talk. Just come and break me off. Ain't got no time for love. Just come and give me some. Ain't got no time to talk. Just come and break me off. And the whole song is about, is about him wow. wanting to make this quickie happen. And like...
0: You know, I miss 90s R&B because it was so... Fucking filthy, and I would be in the back of my mom's car singing these lyrics. Ugh, like, Nanham my,
1: wasn't having it. I,
0: no, she didn't care. My mom was, uh, my mom didn't believe in censorship, so she oh, let me yeah. sing whatever. My mom wasn't
1: a big censorship she, parent either,
0: but I don't think I ever asked her, like, what does this mean? I'm sure she was I, just well, like, you well, would, well, at this I point, you would have been like six,
1: 17 years old because I was in like it was this computer okay. class I was in, and the girl and we literally would sit in computer and she would just like come in and she always knew the hot shit. And she, well, she was really cool. Like, she was, like, a bad girl cool. And she wouldn't really, like, hang out with me outside of that class. But, like, in that class, it was, like, the class was, like, the equalizer. It was, like, one of those computer <laughs> classes that's taught by, like, the assistant <laughs> coach of the football team. And he doesn't care either.
0: The idea that, like, computer class was a class. Oh, it was a Which thing. is, like these kids don't do that anymore it's oh, like maybe there's like a co I, I bet you well, like i you guess what like, would
1: it be now yeah you can
0: take like a coding class or something yeah, but if it's you're not interested like in that. that and develop and it was a developer. such a
1: pointless class and i remember like I, like and i the the um the assistant coach of the football team was a teacher and i remember well, he would like, like
0: less about no, computers than, than you me. guys did <laughs> and he would like walk over to me
1: sometimes i remember one time he came up to me i swear to god and he was like where because i like i got done with my we go to my work really early because it would be like make a powerpoint and blah 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 and he was like you want to go do some of that theater stuff you can go do that instead since <laughs> you're done because he knew i was like in plays and stuff in the theater and i'm sure i like mm-hmm. sauntered out of the room as quickly as possible but and he was like i knew it gay um but <laughs> uh, oh
0: like he like had your number
1: <laughs> he just he, he knew he was like oh Someone tells me you're working on that musical that's going up tonight. And I'm like, guys and dolls, of course I am. (laughs)
0: Uh, I've got to be at the theater.
1: I've got to be. (laughs) I wanted to play Adelaide. They told me I was too tall. um but i remember like i remember that usher album um was that burn whatever burn was on that was the album that came out.
0: isn't confessions or is it 8701 it may be 8701 (gasps) Uh, but i remember when that song i think you're right i think it it was like that song came out and i
1: remember like the girl coming into class and she's at and she was like have you heard this song and she put it on, and I was like, "My life will never be the same."
0: Um, oh my god! It was so. It
1: was like insane. This was such a comment. good
0: fucking album. Was um,
1: it was am I wrong?
0: It's not. It's called "Let It Burn," right? Yeah. Okay i don't think I, I think joke. it's on oh it was confessions um, sorry
1: confessions yeah god yeah. it was 2004 yeah it was confessions my god that okay album. Whew, baby oh uh, that
0: was a life-changing album
1: that really was he he really was that guy. he
0: went in also he he really like, am. what's he up to these days have we Usher, heard from him I'm
1: counting his money I, and probably mounting a comeback
0: i'm sure i just like i love dusher i i, I do feel too. like i feel like i haven't heard from him since like yeah that was, like, sort of his last big hit in my mind.
1: He's had a couple since then. But, Has like, he? I mean. But they weren't, like, they weren't, yeah, big. But he's had a couple of, like. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like, that's when he was, I like, mean, but, last but that part was like, of the cultural yeah, conversation. Like,
1: but, God. I mean, that song was huge. Yeah,
0: but think about, like, Confessions in 8701. For sure. How, like, he, I, that was just as big. And I feel like after, yeah, he stopped being, like. There is something
1: like, so satisfying, though, about, like, those, like, 1990s. And like early aughts, like artists, when they have like a hit that hits like now, mm. like when that happens, it is so satisfying. Like who? I, like it's vindicating. Like this was a while ago, this was some okay. years ago. But okay. do you remember when like Brandy had when Put It Down came out with Chris Brown? And that was I like I do.
0: I and do I remember was like, that song. You feel
1: validated in this way. You're like, yeah, that's right, young'ins. <laughs> like but this is a person I, I felt- listened to growing up.
0: I guess I never felt the need to like because Brandy is Brandy. You know what I mean? She's like she's a legend. She's a legend and she is like I feel like she's very respected. Oh no for
1: sure. I know but I just mean when they have those moments where it's like a a crossover moment and you're just like they still got it. You know what I mean? It's like this isn't my generation but it's like when Believe came out with Cher and it was like she did it again. The girl had one more in her. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's like when Aretha I, yeah. releases a rose, it's still a rose. And you're like.
0: Oh, you're oh, like, oh, I'll you're
1: damned.
0: <laughs> she really is the queen
1: of soul. It's like, it's those moments. It's yeah. like now, like they're very fulfilling in this way. Like, like if Brittany dropped a hit now, it would be like, that's pretty. Dope. And it
0: would be a hit no matter what it would be. It would be a hit because I think people are going to. She's they're going to root for her anyways. <laughs> and I think she'll work with like some really good people too. I think she'll put something out. Maybe, Maybe her and Fergie do something
1: together. <laughs> why you don't think that would be you don't think why are you laughing?
0: Stop. Because I feel like you're always trying to bait me into like slandering someone.
1: <laughs> I wasn't. I genuinely, do you not think that Fergie's a good artist?
0: No, I think Fergie does her thing. or did her thing, or whatever.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I, I do want to go back to um, the movie because I want I to talk about... I th- because I want to, A, move on from this and, B, I want to talk about, like, Harper's journey throughout this movie because I think yes. it's so interesting. because oh, it is. Oh, my God. It's such a... First of all, this is such a, like... <laughs> this is so much more than a romantic comedy, but it also is just, like, a really good romantic comedy. And it's, like, I- I'm, like... I feel like people are not talking about this
1: enough. (laughs) They aren't. And it actually made, it made like 34 million at the box office, which in on like a budget of like eight. So, I mean, that's a hit. But still, it was like surprising to me because I thought it made way more money. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that I was surprised because it is one of those movies. And I, I never know like the reach of certain films, like especially like black cinema, because like Mm -hmm. movies from my childhood that were really big deal and culturally for like, me and, like, my friends and my, like, mom and, like, mm-hmm. like my mother's circle. Like, there are certain films, like, this is a classic and, like, you go into those communities and people can quote it. And it's like, right. but I don't even think about it because I know, that I, but I mean, in my head, I guess I assume that, like, there's a lot of white people who have probably never seen The Best Man
0: yeah like myself included well i mean i did see it but it's not a part of my consciousness in the same way that like my best friend wedding you know my best friend's wedding is for sure and this is actually probably a bet i mean this is a better written movie than my best friend's wedding although i love my best friend's wedding there is like they're different movies whatever i don't need to compare no but
1: like but it has like it has a lot of like plot development it has a lot of nuance and like It's one of those movies where it's, like, no one's, like, 100% right and no one's 100% wrong. No, I love
0: that. And I love that throughout Harper's journey within this movie, like, all I'm getting from him is, like, he... When you first meet him, he's, like, this really accomplished, like, beautiful-looking, like, confident guy. And then you start to, like, really get to know him through all these interactions with people who really fucking know him. And you realize at the end like how fucking insecure this guy is and like how like particularly when um, so all of this shit goes down and Robin still comes to the wedding on Sunday. She arrives in New York on Sunday and this is Harper's current girlfriend. And he's already been through Lance beating the shit out of him because he figured out that he slept with Mia back when they were in college. And he went over to, um, Jordan's house to have sex with her to like actually cheat on his girlfriend knowingly make that choice. And, um, Jordan, and he, he's mad and like blames Jordan for, um, getting his book so that lance found out about everything and she's like whoa you fucking piece of shit like don't blame me for your indiscretions not only did you do the thing where you betrayed your best friend and slept with his girlfriend but you fucking wrote a book about it and you're mad that like he got to it before you had to time time to like prepare like no fuck you and then she smacks him across the face and then robin comes in And he is so beaten down and he's, like, in a place where he's sort of, like, betrayed all of these people that he's loved, pretended to be somebody that he really isn't. And, you know, never had the courage to be confrontational with Mia or with Lance and be like, this is what happened. And he clings to Robin because he she's the only person in his life right now who he thinks he can still get on his side and make him feel better about himself. And then at the end of the fucking movie, in the at the wedding, he proposes to at her, the reception. Which, yes. At the reception, which is like, I mean, rule number one, do not propose to someone else. someone It's somebody
1: funny, else's wedding reception. Ugh. A yes.
0: wild choice. And like no, I so tell you. fucking rude. I literally, if someone did that at my wedding, I would burn them to the ground. Yeah, I'd be but, like, what
1: the fuck are you doing? I know.
0: But I guess everyone like claps and it's fine. And she says yes, but like there is still when I was watching this, there's, there's so much work. There well, I was also like, This isn't gonna happen. I was like, this is a band-aid. This is a band-aid. And you guys are gonna find out. This is why I really like this movie, because like I don't believe that Harper has gone through the transformation. And I think that when I see, when I saw like that interaction, I didn't really think that um, Robin believed it. And I think that she is going to that. And there's a sequel, the best um, best man holiday. Yeah, there is. So I'm really, I'm like, i don't know if you want to do the podcast or if i can watch it on my own but i do want to watch it because i I want to see where these characters i got got a
1: plan don't you worry about that one
0: okay but yeah i mean harper's journey is just really interesting because he does have a transformation but i don't think he i think i think he's going to have a reckoning later when he goes home
1: well it's also this thing of like harper like we they talk briefly about the fact that like harper's like not he's like he doesn't know 100 percent if he's ready to fully commit to robin at the beginning of this film right and he talks a little mm-hmm. bit about her flight her being flighty and her not being sort of like self-assured and her trying to find herself and that's a part of it but then there's also like the fact that like jane said at the end of this movie which now watching it which i didn't have before there's this thing in so many movies that like is like and was seen as like romantic and like it's so funny looking at it from the perspective as like an adult like there's this moment where like he picks me up and at the point that he i'm sorry he picks robin up from the airport and robin is coming in the night before was a bachelor party at which you know lance sort of once again um harper sort of slips away finds their atlantis home in new york at his apartment and all right, I'm sorry, they're at a hotel for the bachelor party and um, the exotic gantus show up and everything. Harper sort of slips away into um, the, the master bedroom. He uses the bathroom and then he sees the book sitting on the nightstand. And at this point, Lance has made a comment to him about, oh, he's been reading the book, which was sort of like Harper's fear is like, oh, my God, he's actually reading it. And he makes a comment. Um, and, and Harper sort of slyly takes the book and he puts it in the breast pocket of his blazer. And um, later on in the movie, um, when they're in the main room and the exotic dancers have shown up, uh, one of the exotic dancers pulls his jacket off. And when she does, she tosses it. And it ends up at the feet of Lance. And Lance sees the book in the breast pocket of his blazer, of his, and he's, or his sports coat. And he looks, and you see the moment, that's sort of this quizzical expression on his face, because now it's like, what's going on in this book? That you, for like the second or third time, have made an attempt to keep me from
0: mm-hmm. reading it, and
1: totally. then Lance takes the book and he he locks himself in the in the bathroom of the master bedroom of this hotel suite, and he just reads the book to find out what the thing is. So his so his so his ears are actually like his eyes are actually attuned to look for something also, which right. is a part of it,
0: and- which I think was really smart writing because I do think that like that would have just at face value I would have had trouble wrapping my head around um Lance being able to pick up put on those what pieces happens. together yeah. and I think
1: that mm-hmm. at the time I thought the same thing even yesterday but as I'm saying this out loud I'm like it's not so much that Lance picked up the book and instantly knew what kissing her on the inner lobe meant but it's like pairing that with the fact that like you have been going out of your way to keep me out to keep me from reading this book there's something going on here and I'm gonna have to read between the lines and like mm-hmm. You know, and Lance did that. And I don't think they were expecting it out of Lance also because, you know, the stereotype of, like, the meathead football player and blah, 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 blah. But he puts the pieces together, clearly.
0: And I also actually think Lance is quite smart. No, he and, is. Yeah. And I think, like, that it, he he plays behind that dumb football thing. But especially when he has a breakdown bef- right before the wedding, before they mm-hmm. decide to go through the wedding, you can tell he's very... he he. You can tell how smart he is.
1: Yeah, I think, for sure. As a character. And I think that, like, in, I think that, in, you know, ultimately, ultimately, Harper, you know, was a part of his own undoing in that moment. But that, but like, from this fight that sort of transpires, that ultimately Q, the Quentin character, is actually the one who ends up sort of breaking it up. Yeah. Um, but like, you see, and like, thank God also, because like, it's like, there's this also, let's keep in mind that like, this is a bachelor party for a professional football player. So, like, excuse me 80% of the people at this bachelor party appear to be like large men who you would assume were also football players like athletes and, at least and yeah. like what they at first like the, the it's like a two part two three part fight and it's not even a fight it's just like Harper being like demolished by Legs. yeah
0: it's and, and the thing is too it's so funny because like I mean Tay Diggs is like he's built. He looks like he's sculpted out of clay, but that's no match for like Morris Chestnut's like bulky ass football player who like is actually like an athlete and can beat the shit out of him so it is a a pummeling
1: it is and it's like mostly just Harper trying to scramble away Um, (laughs) and it's like but like throughout this fight there's a point at the beginning of the fight where he gets a couple of punches in and then like two of the guys who are just like random guys at this thing who pull him off appear to be other football players but then he gets loose and at that point no one then like at that point we just decided oh we're just gonna let this be what it's gonna be and it's Mm -hmm. like like for the love of god somebody step in um so (laughs) but yeah (laughs) he gets his ass kicked and like then he shows up the next day and he picks up you know Robin from the airport and you have that moment where you're sort of like oh my god like the fact that he even let Robin get on that plane mm-hmm. um, because-
0: I know unbelievable
1: because Lance is sort of but then also it's <laughs> that's also because he needs her you know um, but he says to her she she he ends up sort of explaining to her what happened he explains to her that he almost cheated on her with Jordan he explains to her about like you know the book and the coding and I think this is probably her first time understanding that he actually slept with Mia as well, the bride-to-be, and she says, like, you put, you put our relationship in jeopardy, and you also put Lance and Mia's relationship in jeopardy. And I think I didn't really fully understand putting Lance and Mia's relationship in jeopardy until you said what you said. And uh, earlier, about, like, the fact that, like, you wrote this into the book. You didn't have to write this into the book. Mm -mm. And it was like, there's something sort of smug about it. Because it is. It's like, what was your goal? Because you could have lived, you could have, use some of these things to like cleverly you could have used there's a way that you could have told this story in a much um, less clear way and you Mm -hmm. could have created characters that were a bit easy a bit like more difficult to track it didn't need to be as semi-autobiographical as it was like it's like you almost wanted to like it's like you wanted to leave these breadcrumbs for some like sick reason it's like why like it's like you're almost taunting you're, you're taunting your friends with this sort of like telling. And it's also interesting that we never get Mia's perspective on like the book or like Mm -hmm. any sort of, and you also don't really get a sense from Mia that she's read it or she knows anything about
0: any of this. But she does. Okay. Well, okay. There's two things I want to say to what you said. First of all, when, um, we do get that Mia does have a conversation with Jordan about it. And she feels very sort of reconciled about it. She, about the encounter. She doesn't even say to Jordan, like we had sex, but she says like, I, he was what I needed him to be in that moment. And that was important to me. And I'm actually like really grateful for that. And, you know, it's taken to take into me where me to where I am now. And I'm in a good place right now. And so like, she feels like done with that. And I also, and, and so whatever, I understand that, but, or not, I understand that, but that is the only really reaction we get from Mia about her part in all of this. Um, but one of the things that you were talking about when, um, you know, Harper writes this book and he could find a way to code this better. And it's like the, the line, We get um, when Lance is reading it, we get sort of the voiceover of Harper reading lines from his books. And it's almost like Harper feels so guilty about this thing in his life that he wants he he wants to justify it. And so he's like working it out in this book because the line he says when he's talking about his character, Jackson, who is just a proxy for him. He was responsible for bringing them together and thus responsible for her misery, meaning that Harper introduced Lance and Mia. And because Lance has cheated on Mia and really upset her and done all these horrible things, then that means that Harper is somehow like, you know, indirectly responsible for her misery so that's why he did what he did and i think that is such like intense mental gymnastics for to forgive yourself oh, to
1: contort the situation to make it <laughs> yeah. so yeah like it's my job to make her feel better with my penis
0: yeah exactly and i think you really get an insight into how like um harper is both like Super insecure about the things that he did, but also like uh, trying to convince himself that he is okay with his choices and you on know, like the
1: right side of history and events. It, like, exactly, and it is. And it, but I think what's really funny about this scene with with Robin and with Harper also is that like he sort of unloads all this on her, and she actually like takes it in as best as you can expect someone to take all of this information in, oh, including yes. the fact that like you know what happened to Jordan and Harper um but then she you know she's like i'm going home and she gets ready to leave and then he sort of like grabs her hand and she pulls it away and then he like makes the declaration in this like cafe like i need you yeah and she stops and she turns around and it's like there's something about like it's like it is not her job to do like the emotional labor of like no putting you back together like yeah. you did not cheat you didn't cheat but like you came really close and like You need to figure out what that's about, that that was possible. And Mm -hmm. it's not on her, but it's like to expect her to go through like, and I get like, ultimately she decides to say, and she says partly why she decides to say is like, I want to see this girl who's been the thing that's kept you from being able to commit to me completely. And so it's like, I get that sort of like, I want to see, oh, I get that in 1999 because into 2022, you've
0: already stalked the shit out of Jordan. Um, of course, you've Googled the crap out of her and you know, yeah. you know, her, her mother, LinkedIn, her grandmother, her sister, what you know, what sorority she, she was in, had.
1: what kind of coffee <laughs> she likes, her allergies. Yeah. You know, the full thing.
0: Uh, there yeah. was something
1: on like, where was it on IG? Somebody was like, um, it was like being on a, it was like being on a first date and pretending you don't know everything you already know. Like when like, I like this person like telling you about where they went to college and you being like, Oh, where's that at? Is that Amherst? And it's like, girl, you've already visited the campus and talked to his professors.
0: Yeah, Stop there's it. there's some meme that was like having to pretend I don't know, or I, I don't know so much about this date from internet talking to them. And it's like, oh, my aunt. And it's like, oh, your dad's sister or your mom's sister? Like, you know, it's, it's like, like, why aunt, do you know that?
1: It's, uh, it's like my aunt. It's like Pearl H or Pearl J. <laughs> I
0: know each of your
1: parents has a Pearl, right? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. My mom's a medium. So I'm just guessing. It's like, <laughs> all right, Patricia Arcat. Um, but yeah, so I think that like that's also like really unfair too, because like a part of me is so like so
0: unfair. You really
1: should just be like, you know what? I if you feel like this need to stay here and fix this, then you do it. But like to task her, cause it's like, oh, I like I thought about that at the towards the end of this movie. So the older you get, the more you think about things. It's like Oh my god. Like I remember as a kid watching this movie. All I wanted was for Harper and Jordan to be together. And of like course, and watching they're the it main like couple. now from like an adult, you know, perspective. It's like, oh, like if they are supposed to be together, it's not right now. Like this isn't the <laughs> moment. Like he like they both have so much work to do, but I just felt and I was really annoyed by like the Robin characters, like, uh, you're ruining everything. And then I, I know. was like, but this time watching it, I felt so much like sympathy for her because it's like she shows oh my up God, and she's thrown so much. and she shows up at the worst possible moment she hasn't had a full weekend to like glean who these people are so like she's thrown to the wolves like he has like his number one priority is trying to make this wedding happen because after lance kicks his ass he says the wedding's off and like the other inexplicable thing about this movie is that somehow, like, we make it to the wedding and, like, Mia has somehow been protected from all of this.
0: I have which is no like, idea. That is some mental gymnastics that I, I mean, had to do.
1: <laughs> well, because it's also, like, it's not just, like, the, if, this fe- if this fight had happened and it had literally been, like, just the core group. Like, if Mm -hmm. it had just been, like, Quentin, Julian, and Lance, and Harper at this house, and this all took place, I could believe that they were able to sort of contain it. But it's like, this happened at the bachelor party, which means that there was a bunch of these dudes there who went home and told their wives about what happened. And there's probably, like, there's no way that, like, Mia hasn't heard from, like, a cousin, like, girl, you Uh, heard about how Harper got his ass whooped last night by Lance? I can't believe it. Like... Uh, 100%. Mia is literally at the wedding like getting prepped and she and like there's a moment where she gets to it's a sweet scene where she meets the Robin character Robin Mm -hmm. sort of pokes her head in the room and you know and Mia's crying. But Mia's crying for the reason that most brides are crying, which is that she's having, like, she's having sort of jitters, and she's nervous, and she's excited.
0: And she's not overwhelmed because, by this scenario. Yeah, yeah, not
1: because of what transpired the night before. She hasn't seen or spoken to Lance. And so, which also tells me that Lance wasn't serious about wanting to, like, call off the wedding. Because it's like, you could have called Mia last night if you last really... Night.
0: Or yeah. this morning
1: if you really wanted to call it off. But clearly you didn't because... You've shown, you know what I mean, like you, yeah. you, but you love her deep down inside, um,
0: exactly. And you know that this is actually, and and uh, this was one of m- my notes that I wrote when um, Lance and Harper are having that sort of like moment in the. It's this church. come to
1: Jesus moment that they have after Lance shows up at the church and he goes into the groom's sort of quarters, but he's still like very much like torn and like tortured by like this knowledge and he still hasn't for sure 100 committed to like going through with this wedding and like quentin and julian basically push like harper in there and they're like you have to figure this out you have to fix that that's what everybody's sort of saying is like you mm-hmm. have to fix this and so it's this moment where lance and harper are in the room together that jane is referring to
0: Yeah, and it's it's the thing that I really like about this scene, and I think it's really realistic and really goes to show like Lance is more of like an emotionally intelligent person that you think he is like he is more angry great at Harper than he is at Mia about this situation. Like he has at least had a couple of days to wrap his head around the fact that like, because Q brought up earlier, like, Hey, you know, you stepped out on Mia a ton of times. Like she may not be the pure, you know, pure as a driven snow as you think she is and like him having to him getting really mad about that, but then also realizing like that is so hypocritical for, or I mean, I don't know if he's there, but like, at no, least I think he, he is.
1: I think you're right. I, I, I think, think he is. Like, I think he is I think
0: the real, he, the real betrayal is from Harper, the person who he thought was his brother, his best friend, his everything, you know, his best man. And that is who he Directs his anger at and he does do this thing where he's protecting Mia because he is not he again and we find out later he goes through with the wedding. And oh my god, that wedding scene was so yeah. difficult to watch because yeah. he has flashes. I was so worried that they were not gonna get through it. They walk down the aisle, they exchange vows, and all throughout the exchange of vows, um, Lance is crying. And it's a really painful moment because we know as the audience that he's he's not crying for the normal reasons people cry at their wedding because they're so overwhelmed with their feelings and their beautiful bride is standing in front of them. They can't believe that this person chooses them. It's like I'm literally having visuals that I have to shake out of my head of you fucking my best friend. And yeah. he, he goes through with it and you know i think the the really interesting thing about this is that like i don't know if that's the right thing or not i still don't know what i think the right thing is like i don't know if he should have married her i don't know if that like if this wedding or if this marriage is going to work out like because he has so many re- reservations. Like, I don't know if that was the right choice, but it was the choice he made. So I think you know. that
1: it's, I think it is the right choice. I think that's just me loving my romantic comedy stuff. So. I think of that course. it is the right choice because I think that, like, I think he's going through, like, a condensed version of what Mia spent years going through. Sure. Which is like the knowledge that like the person that you have committed yourself to is -hmm. not committed to you in the same way. And so I, or has in some ways, um, you know, stepped outside of like the parameters of what you two define as your, as your relationships parameters. And I think that like, he's talked a big game about his evolution and he's talked a big game about his growth. But I think that this Mm -hmm. is one of those moments because ultimately what we're talking about is like, Something that took place ten years ago, when like your your, your wife, your soon to be wife, was like of nineteen course. years old in college. So it's like, yeah, you have to check your ego and you have to work through it. And I think that like Lance was okay with the idea that like that like this faceless man had had sex with Mia you know, Mm -hmm. years ago or whenever, and he doesn't know about it and he gets to be blissfully ignorant. I think it's Mm -hmm. the reality, like you said, of the fact that this person is has a face and it's the person who's standing next to you at your wedding who is purporting to be your best man. I think that, like, it's the reality of you two being together. I think he was okay with his wife, with his betrothed, having had sex with someone, and, like, he feels that she would have been justified. I think it's, like... And I think it's also the anger, and I think what he's torn about is the fact that he knows deep down inside that he has no room to really... Like, he can be mad at He has can zero be at your room best, to be mad yeah, at her. You can be mad at your best friend, <laughs> yeah. because your best friend, that's fucked up. Your best friend mm-hmm. had sex with your girl with, you know, obviously when you were 19 years old, with your girlfriend like, at 19 years old.
0: And it's something that, like... I, and I'm I not mean absolving
1: I, him because he's... Because he was a 19-year-old in college, but... No, anyway, no, no. This, but, like...
0: I, I think... I think... You know, it's it's interesting because I also think that Lance's attitude towards infidelity also needs to be brought into the table onto the table in terms of this conversation. Like Harper is almost has like seen Lance cheat on Mia over and over again and has this weekend encouraged Harper to cheat on his girlfriend and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, Lance this weekend has spoken openly about how he thinks that Harper should like cheat on things sexually, like with Rob with Jordan. He should cheat on Robin and have sex with Jordan. Jordan.
0: And so he's like on board with all of that. And so I think that's also like probably in Harper's mind fucked with him over the years and been like, okay, well, you know, if Lance's approach to infidelity is like this, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that I fucked his girlfriend, you know? And so I think that there is a sense, I mean, a, a, a larger conversation with how like Lance views the world and what he puts out there and not saying that like what Harper did was OK, but I can understand, again, the mental gymnastics that he would have had to do to get there. And again, no one is like squeaky clean in this situation. I think that's what's so interesting about it.
1: But I also to take a step outside of this and put things in perspective in this way. I pl- I'll play Devi's advocate for a second. OK, to think about this situation. To think about having been in college and having your best friend in college, okay? Or a really, you know, a really, really good friend in college who has Mm -hmm. a girlfriend. And when you were 19, 20 years old, when you were in college with this person who Mm -hmm. was a good friend of yours too. They were in a relationship. You knew that your friend had cheated on this person a bunch. This person came to you one night and you two had sex Mm -hmm. at 19, 20 years old. Yeah. In your mind... I find it very unlikely, and this may be unfair of me, and I'm not saying that it's okay to cheat, but I'm saying, you're not thinking with the perspective of your friend marrying this person 10 years down the road you're, also, you're ultimately not. probably thinking not. as a 19 year old oh they're probably fucking done anyway they had this huge fight blah 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 totally. blah. this happened like i Absolutely. you know what I mean? i'm just saying like when i think about who i was at 19 years i mean i was homosexual anybody nobody wanted it i was homosexual <laughs> but my point is that for like straights like i just mean like i'm sure that like when harper did this all those years ago he, mm-hmm. he wasn't thinking about like the ramifications of his actions. And he wasn't thinking about being the best man at a wedding ceremony for these. It was probably no, horny. of course not. You're you not know, thinking about You know, 19 or 20 year olds like making the decision that they made. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying that like, it's a bit more like understandable you know, like
0: I understand how Harper could have gotten there. I don't think it's right. and again, like I'm not absolving him for this. but like
1: you had n- sex with so many people's spouses at 19 years old. <laughs> I think. and that's a thing that I've been trying to avoid and you won't own it. but it's like,
0: <sighs> hello. Well, you know, those are obviously different situations that, you know, um, are very nuanced and very complicated. There's a lot of things involved. So, you know. A lot
1: of moving parts, I bet. A
0: lot of moving parts. Uh, A lot of of limbs, a lot of, um, you know, genitals. But anyways, I do... I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I, I... I think a mistake you make when you're 19 where you really betray a friend in that sense is not necessarily indicative of who you are when you're 29. And I think given Harper's like journey, I clearly he has felt guilt over this for the last 10 years for sure. But again, done a lot of work to try to, explain it away to himself too you know so he doesn't feel so bad and even maybe in some ways writing this book to get it off his chest and maybe subconsciously hoping that it will come out
1: you know i think that i think that you're i think that one of the points that you sort of like gesture towards is like the fact that it's not so much even a it's not really even about what happened 10 years ago it's more about like the ways in which Harper has dealt with it. And it's more about like yes the writing. Like that that's the thing. It's not about mm-hmm. the whatever transpired between Mia and Harper when they were in college. It's about like the decision to write the book, the decision to publish it, and like the fact that you kind of for one reason or another what well, he says. But he doesn't he doesn't say I thought that they weren't going to find out. He says I when this book Went to print. They were going to already be blissfully married. So yeah. it's like his point. So his i. So his idea wasn't they're not going to find out about it. But his idea, which is also kind of shitty, because it's also like so shitty. <laughs> you're not. You then that means that what you thought they'd be married, and you thought this wouldn't cause some huge rift or potential problems for them, like down the line. Like it is like the the decision that is the most difficult is the decision to write and publish a book about it in this way. I think right. that's the one. That's the thing that caused all these problems because mm-hmm. I mean. If that, and also the other thing I want to talk about briefly is the fact that what I found really interesting this time too is like, and she explains it a little bit, but like Jordan just does not seem like the type of person who would be like, "I want to have sex with you." Like she, like she goes up to Harper at, at, after like towards uh-huh. the end. This is tw- this is before the whole ass beating from Lance happens. But like we've had a lot of really wonderful, you know scenes between like you know harper and jordan there's clearly like all of this chemistry he makes he says something to her which is super fucking like you shouldn't say which is like you know i you know i if there's a person who's a as a who is in a relationship to like you know but he says to her like i i always wonder like you know what could have been between me and you i wonder if like we you know we didn't give it the the shot that we should have given it you know and Mm -hmm. it's like if you're in a relationship with somebody that you're committed to like don't I, I, like, don't say
0: that to your friend don't
1: say that to your friend like it's pointless and it's also like if you're gonna get out of whatever this is with your girlfriend back in chicago because it's, it's just yeah, disrespectful it's just it's disrespectful to your girlfriend and it's disrespectful mm-hmm. to your friend too it's like don't yeah. don't put your single friend who's like looking for something like in that position of having to sort of like make sense and mind through that i just think that it's like it's sort of like this flippant comment that you make and it's more or less him being goaded by like the boys as far as like, Oh, we, you know, you and Jordan and blah, 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 blah. blah. But it's like, okay. Like, but maybe like, because that's what sort of sets Jordan off. And she says later, like you were the, you know, the comments you were making. And also it's like, I don't know what your relationship is, but you're like, you're definitely not giving it the respect it deserves. And you're also not communicating to me that like, this is a serious relationship that like, you are like invested in, so I don't know. And she's not which here, you didn't bring her she, with you,
0: which is why she says after the, rehe- the wedding rehearsal, she pulls Harper aside and says, I want to make love to you tonight. And she's like, Do you I remember when you is- said
1: that to me? By the way,
0: um, hey, I would love for us to talk about this off mic when your um, husband isn't listening. So if we could put a pin, in it was that, outside that the
1: Heralds, like, Jane.
0: The Herald, what's the Herald?
1: Oh, god.
0: Like the Boston heralds.
1: Herald? like the no. no, the Herald's fried chicken.
0: Oh, does anybody call it the Herald? They call it Herald's. They,
1: I said the Herald's with an S oh. on the end. I have invisaligned everybody. I, Thank you, Jane, <laughs> for like exposing me to the listeners. Yeah, you're hearing some pretty wet asses right now. And I'm trying to work through that.
0: No, it sounds great. I don't hear any difference. Okay. But I do want to comment on what you said about... You feeling like that is um out of character for Jordan to say, I want to make love to you tonight And I actually kind of disagree. Yeah, probably why she did it. That's I, I think that's why she did it, because he was feeding her information in order to I mean it was calculated. Like and I mean, I think subconsciously calculated on Harper's part to make her to to get her on the hook again. And part of the conversation is the fact that they missed their opportunity last time and she doesn't want to be in that position again. And so that is why she is so bold about it because she she he's giving her signals that he's clearly not as committed to his girlfriend. And so it's maybe not that big of a deal if he steps out on her. And so she's like, if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. And, you know, let's try to see if what we have is real. And that's why I am so like at the end of the movie, when they end up not having sex and they're dancing, um, at the wedding, and she's in that beautiful, beautiful silver satin dress. I actually really, really loved the bridesmaids' dresses; they were gorgeous. They were really gorgeous. Um, hated the wedding dress. Loved the bridesmaids' dresses.
1: You didn't like the the sheer moment underneath. No,
0: the- I I didn't think it was like the sheer top and then like the strapless wedding dress pulled over the sheer top it was the almost she-
1: like a corset and like it was like a it corset it corset. was it, it was
0: no it there wasn't were two a pieces though there were two pieces one was the sheer top it was no large. i mean the
1: dress the two the top of the dress this part and then the part the lower part it looked like two pieces to me
0: it was not two pieces okay um Either way the top of the dress just didn't fit her that well and so it was moving a lot and mm-hmm. so it the the sheer like shirt underneath that was long sleeve also had like like rhinestone v-neck mm-hmm. and it kept getting covered in different places because the top of the dress didn't fit anyways it's not the important part what i'm trying to say is at the end of the movie Jordan is dancing with Harper on the dance floor, which by the way, if I was Robin, I would be like, I'm uncomfortable with that, but whatever. That was oh,
1: I know you would be. That was the, that was like the moment. I know, it's that moment where you're like,
0: Ugh. Uh, can we like, just get oh, through you, this thing? Like, can we go? Like, this is awful. Um, but Jordan is like surprisingly chill with Hyper. After she had just gotten mad at him, she slapped him in the face. Like every you know, they he had fed some lines to her, but I think in the, And it was cute, confusing to me at first that she was so calm with him. But given their conversation, she's like, you know, it just wasn't right for us or whatever. Like, I feel like in that moment, she's sort of realizing that she dodged a bullet in the sense of, like, whatever could have happened that night could have ruined their friendship. And that is more significant to her. And, like, the relationship, at least at this point, who knows what happens in the future, like... Does not have legs, and she would rather preserve her relationship with Harper in the way that it is, as opposed to like crossing that line. And so, I think that's why she's like a little bit at peace. I agree
1: with you. Also, Nia Long in that little whatever that lingerie was, she was wearing (gasps) it. She looked incredible.
0: She's wearing, oh my God, she looks so beautiful. I was, I was gonna throw myself out of the window i was like i could only dream about looking like that at any point in my life and she looks when i first
1: got the mommy makeover that was what it looked like (laughs) i remember when the doctor and he did have his fingers crossed behind his back and i'll have to i I admit that but he did say because i said do i look like nia long in um the scene with harper at her apartment in the Best Man? Um, and he said, yeah. And it was muffled laughter, but I, he said he was laughing about something that happened earlier that day at the office. Oh, so, okay, okay. But the yeah, more and yeah. more we talk about it... <laughs> but these are together! <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe there was a fib or two told. Um, mm. No, but my point is, yeah, no, I would have... No, I, I couldn't... I Honestly, watching it now as an adult, man, I was just thinking, I can't believe Harper came in here with this energy and, like, blocked I his know. blessing. Because she was ready and let me just tell you it would have been going differently for me um
0: if i, walked I into in
1: Long's apartment, i would because she yeah i would just finish the all. job
0: i would finish Absolutely. the
1: Sorry, job Dave. yeah I, I would finish the job now like obviously
0: <laughs> at Steve any Leo. point it's nia fucking long of course he would any of us if nia
1: long showed up at a hotel that i was staying at and was like you're what what did she say you're a funny you're a funny gay man Would you want to go back to my room and have sex with me? And
0: rail me? I'd be like, yeah. She'd be like,
1: enough (laughs) of this Golden Girls talk. Uh, Nothing turns me on more, by the way. Um, Do you want to go back to my room and have sex? I'm like, yeah. Dave just said, I get it. We were watching the scene and we both were like, damn. Yeah. I know. I mean,
0: that's the thing is like, there's just certain hotness that trans. Sends anything and also with Morris Chestnut, Tara and I were like, Oh my god, Morris Chestnut is so beautiful! Morris Chestnut
1: is so beautiful.
0: Tara was like, I can't stop staring at his mouth, and I was like, Of course, you can't look at it, it's the most beautiful mouth. Morris Chestnut is
1: gorgeous, he is beautiful. This
0: whole cast is like rude. everybody also so good
1: looking. Everybody has, everybody's teeth are so beautiful in this film, everybody has the most beautiful smiles.
0: And it's like, um, is that dental work or natural? I don't know. It's got to
1: be dental work. Yeah,
0: there's not something about but, big.
1: I have uh, teeth are like my number one thing. There's something mm-hmm. about big, like big, just pearly white teeth per- in yeah, somebody's that mouth. Are just oh my god! so
0: gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it was just a cast of really beautiful people. And, and my last um, point yeah. I wanted to make. Over one of the things that yes. you said that really. Um, Like, there's something about, like, when you were talking about, like, jumping into roles when you get into groups that you haven't seen for a while from a different point of life. It's like, there's also something about a crush on somebody that never really came to fruition that always, even if you're in a different place, even if you don't feel that way about them anymore, it's like, there's still something that feels like unfinished business. You still get sort of glittery when you see them. You know what I mean? Even if you don't plan on doing anything and you are happy in your life like it's just like a crush that like you don't get to like <laughs> turn into reality kind of always exists it, in it, the it, periphery like, it
1: occupies a very no i have there's a person that i have a, the first guy that i ever had a crush on from mm-hmm. the from college of santa fe and i will never say that person's name but like i always
0: but you'll tell me afterwards
1: I, yeah but okay. I always like, he has, he occupies a very specific place. And even now, I'm like, oh, he's fine. Like, if I saw him on the street, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, he's fine. But totally. it's something about the space that he occupies in the mind of like 18 year old, you know, Brandon from like the first time that it was like, oh my God, like, that's a, that's, that's a, a d- really like,
0: cool person yeah Um, or just like and that's a thing too i mean i can't think of anything specific or any person specifically but i get crushes on people who are nice to me at the grocery store so it's like you know it it could be any of you (laughs) and you need to
1: leave that green grocer alone He's married, <laughs> um, but no. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that we. I mean, I think we got most of it. And there, um Don't you worry about that sequel, Mama, because it's it's coming your way. Appropriately, right, time. I won't watch it. on Don't my own you then. dare! And um, they're in the middle of filming right now. I was on Malcolm Lee, who directed the, both movies. Um, he is working on the final part of the series right now. Oh, and nothing like a trilogy, baby.
0: My so God. it's exciting. I um, can't wait.
1: But Jane, I have a question for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Would you watch this movie again?
0: I would absolutely watch this movie again.
1: Yay! Okay, that makes me really happy. I have yeah. a second question for you. I was just talking no. to my assistant. No, you're going to answer it. I was just talking All to right. my assistant, Tani. She said that um, she spoke with your um, building manager. And that okay. you communicated to your building manager that you had a movie for me.
0: I did. I did. Um, it's time. That's all I have to say. A wrinkle? Looks, nope.
1: A wrinkle it's in? time.
0: It's time to do it. This is a movie that we've talked about since before we started this podcast. And I happen to think it's going to be party time excellent. And I think Dave is going to be really excited
1: about it. Oh, yeah. We, he's making the same noise he makes when we have sex, so.
0: <laughs> I just heard,
1: like, are... gruff and, like, I just heard gruff and whisper <laughs> yeses, so um
0: <laughs> yes so i've made dave come we are going to be doing wayne's we world we got something in common
1: um, <laughs> okay i'm
0: sorry um wayne's world is dave's favorite movie and brandon has it never is. seen it and so not. i'm very excited how that have
1: i never seen wayne's world?
0: i don't know
1: i genuinely maybe. don't know how i've never seen wayne's world before um Especially because when the you put it in, premise of when this you podcast. put it in those terms, though, it did seem like insane. But it mm-hmm. is honestly and genuinely one hundred percent. Look, I wanted to talk about this for a second. We have, a, you know, our fans are growing out there. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't come up with a name for you. I thought Watcharellis was was a good one. I hate I, it. I also thought um, Little Voyeurs mm-hmm. was something mm-hmm. that could be vetoed. Um, oh, vetoed. Okay. Um... What about little about, peekaboos? Our little peekaboos? Peekaboos? No, I
0: hate it. How about okay, watchers? Well, okay, it's, all,
1: it's all on the drawing no, board for now. I,
0: I don't I don't My like point is
1: that, Like, I promise you, this mm-hmm. isn't like a drill. I have never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm uh, I am genuinely excited to watch it.
0: I'm so excited. I cannot wait to cover it with you. <clears throat> I've had so much fun today talking about Me the best too. man. It's this like was we're such best a good friends. movie. And I was really thrilled about it. And I want to thank all of you for sticking with us. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation too. Um, and we love you. And if you want to continue on with us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Missed. You can follow us on Twitter at MWM Chat. Uh, we cannot fucking wait to see you next week for Wayne's World. So get ready. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. I loved it. I absolutely
1: loved it.